Welcome to Simply Happy, a show where you'll be learning how to shift into a more positive perspective in easy-to-manage steps. Who am I? My name's Olivia. I'm a mother, a wife, the driven woman behind SimplyAlley.com, and someone who ditched bipolar, anxiety, and depression through mastering my mindset and emotions. So let's chat about some tips that have helped transform my life and many others, because life doesn't need to look perfect to be happy. Hey there, what's up? It's your girl Olivia coming at you with the steps you need to take to uplevel your mental health game because that's how you go from just surviving to full on thriving. Okay, okay. We are gonna talk today about how to make your problems feel smaller because it's possible. <laughs> that's what we're gonna talk about today. Um, and I'm just gonna give you a little pre-warning. I have a small cat in this room with me and if you hear jingling or weird things happening, I'm going to, I'm going to blame the cat. Uh, it might be me, but I'll still blame the cat. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> I am, I'm really excited to talk about this episode. Um, because like no, nobody, nobody enjoys having problems that feel huge or overwhelming or intimidating. Um, so I want to help you. I want to give you some actual like tangible tips to, to shift that, to change that. Um, but first, let's go ahead and read review of the week. Yeah. Okay. This review, <laughs> I'm, I've been singing a lot today. Bear with me. Um, this review is by, forgive me, Leetivnen. That's what I'm going with. Um, and it's a five-star review and I believe it's titled the support I didn't know I needed. Um, <laughs> it, it like dot dot dotted on me. And so I don't know what the rest of it says, but I, I feel like that's what it is. Anyway, it says, I have been listening to Simply Ollie about four months now. I remember the day I typed into the podcast search bar, self-love, because for a long time, I just felt down, not myself, and an enormous lack of motivation to take steps on being happy. I'm 24 years old with my 13-month-old daughter, and the transition into motherhood has been a bit challenging for my mental health. Amazing, but challenging. As soon as I started listening to Olivia's podcast, my inner voice changed instantly and more optimistic. I feel as though she is a constant reminder of how to stay motivated daily, have boundaries, treat myself with love, and know that I'm not alone in struggling with the bad. I'm so glad I found this podcast because I think it truly saved me and taught me how to think before I think, if that makes any sense. Olivia, thank you for all that you do for us women like you. You're amazing. I'm going to cry. I can't. Oh my goodness, love. That is incredible. I'm going to call you Lee. I hope your name's Lee. Um, thank you so much for leaving this review, Lee. That is amazing. And I, I couldn't agree more. The transition into motherhood is, is goodness. It's life-changing. Oh, and I'm so so grateful that the podcast helped you and that honestly that that it's just it's helped change your life in such a way that's just incredible and it and it moves me to tears honestly because i i know what that felt like to especially be dealing with the bad as you as you're becoming a mother it's it's a lot um and i just want to let you know i'm so proud of you and it's incredible that that you're just you're you're doing it you're still here you're making it happen and you're an amazing mom for doing that so I'm going to go cry. Cry me a river. Okay. 
I will. Um, anyway, thank you. Thank you again for leaving a review. And if you haven't already, please take a moment, leave a review. I, I love hearing about your stories, how the podcast is helping. It's, it's truly incredible to read them and to be able to share them on the show for other people to hear as well. So let's do this. Okay. I was talking to one of my students it was a while ago at this point, <laughs> but we were talking, um, and she was, she was towards the beginning of the program and we were talking about just problems and, and feeling overwhelmed and, and all the stuff we're going to be talking about on today's episode. <laughs> and, um, she kind of, she brought up kind of this me metaphor analogy, forgive me. I don't know the difference. Um, but she brought up this, you know, this, like, we're going to call it imagery. And she said it felt like she was swimming like in an ocean that she was just fighting to keep her head above water. And like, she was just like, it was basically like, how do you keep swimming when it feels like there's no way out? Like when you can't see the freaking shoreline and the waves are crashing and like, how do you continue to fight? How do you continue to keep swimming, keep your head above water when it, in a sense, it can feel kind of hopeless, right? Like it's just a lot to take in. And so... I kind of, I don't know what noises came out of my throat. I apologize if you heard that. It's like small grudge baby noise. <laughs> um, but I basically told her that, you know, I said, you basically just turn your ocean into a pond. And there's a couple of ways to do this. And I know you're like, wow, Olivia, you just turn an ocean into a pond. Yeah, I'm Yes, we're talking about the brain. Anything's possible. Leave me alone. Um, but it doesn't, it just doesn't make sense to keep, to keep trying to figure out where land is. Like when you can, you can make your problems feel smaller. You can shift your perspective and you can turn what feels like an ocean into, into a pond. Okay. So the first thing I'm going to encourage that you do is to zoom out. All right. So when you're, when you're feeling the weight of all your problems, or maybe it's one specific problem, I'm going to leave it pretty vague here. Um, but especially like a lot of the times when we're dealing with bipolar anxiety and depression, it's not necessarily about the thing. It's about what's happening in, in life and how we're reacting to it. And that's, that's when like the habit, the bad habit we talked about earlier, right? So <laughs> the habit of bipolar anxiety or depression, then it kicks in. Um, and so then it feels like this overwhelming problem. So you basically want to think of something that zooms you out. Okay. That's the first um, tip I'm going to give you to do this. And so one way that I used to do this, I'm not saying this is like the way to do this, but one way I used to do this is I would always remind myself that other people have it worse than me. And I know that seems really dark, but at the time that was what I needed. And it wasn't that I was um, invalidating how I felt. It wasn't that I was saying, oh, you're not allowed to feel bad because other people have it worse. Your stuff isn't bad enough. It's not bad enough. Like I wasn't thinking about it that way. Um, but it was this reminder and it was also not in, in the sense of like looking at how awful the world was and going into this dark place in that sense. It was just a way for me to zoom out and say, Hey, other people have it worse. And so, you know, it wasn't trying to to, it wasn't about anybody else's problems and it wasn't about making my problems non-existent. It was just a way for me to zoom out and go, okay, other people do have it worse. I can figure this out. 
And the beautiful thing is I feel like anybody in any given situation, like there's always, there might always be somebody that has it worse than that person. Does that make sense? So like I said, I'm not trying to make this like a bigger narrative about the state of the world and how how people are and all that stuff. But I'm just saying this is a tool that I used in order to help myself zoom out and make my problem feel less like an ocean, more like a pond to be able to zoom out and be like, okay, I can figure this out. I can swim to the shore. I like, I can swim to the edge, whatever. Like I can, I got this. I can, I can get through this. And so that was just one way of doing that. Another way I used to do it. Um, so it kind of started with that and then it kind of changed into other things. And this is something I'm going to encourage you get creative, you know, like explore some things, see what works for you. Like explore what helps you zoom out from your problems and to not feel so stuck in them. Like, like how she was talking about, like swimming in the ocean and the the waves crashing in your face. It's because you feel like you're in it. But if you can zoom out, then it's like, oh, I'm just in a pond and the water's calm and everything's, we're going to, it'll be fine. I can swim. Um, so, you know, get creative with what works for you. And maybe you try something and you're like, no, Olivia, like saying other people have it worse didn't make me feel like my problems were smaller. It made me feel like I'm adding to the problems of the world or something like that. Um, then don't use it. <laughs> like if it's not working, don't use it. Um, but yeah, that's just my, that's my two cents. But another way that I do this, and I actually still do this today, is sometimes I'll end up looking up at the moon or the sky. And so when I do that, basically what it reminds me of is that I'm on a floating ball in the middle of space in a vast universe. (laughs) Like, and it goes on and on and on. And so I can either I'll either use it and my brain will kind of shift and I'll be like, oh, like you're, you're, you're like a planet in outer space. And it then feels small because I'm looking at like the vast mass of space, if you will. Or it's a reminder that I am one person on this planet and there are so many other people, so many other things happening, so many other experiences. And I'm just one person with one problem And that's what that is. And so it's just a way for me to zoom out and the way that it kind of cue myself up rather than being like, oh, just think about how you're only one person is again, like, I'll just look at the the sky or the moon and be reminded that I am an individual standing on a floating ball in space, (laughs) if you will. And it helps, it helps me zoom out so that I can feel like, okay, let me come back in and make things more manageable. Because I'm, I'm telling you, it's it's weird. Like when you can just get out of your own brain about it and detach for a bit and get, get out of that space of being really directly in the problem, it, it shifts your mentality and you can then start to think differently. And I like to use zooming out as an opportunity to then go, okay, how can I come back in? How can I zoom back in, in a place where I'm ready to problem solve, in a place where I'm ready to figure it out, or to change my thinking about it, or to feel like it's more simple, or whatever. How can I How can I use this zoom out as an opportunity to change how I am when I zoom back in? Because you're not just going to stay out forever. Like, let's just be straight. Um, and then another way, a third way to, to help you zoom out um, is to imagine especially this is, this is very much too like experience based. Like if you're having a, a, a an experience, it's not like a, a, I'll call it a looming problem. It's not like a, a problem that's like 
repeating, but it's like a problem that you're just currently in. Um, you can imagine that, like, you can remind yourself that, like, hey, this is just a blip of time in the span of my entire life. Like, this is a tiny blip. I like to use this one when I'm having mom problems. <laughs> when, 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 like, being a mom becomes really overwhelming and I'm just like, ah, then I'm like, this is just a blip of time in the span of my whole life. It's just a little blip. It'll be over and it's just, and then it's gone. And I'm probably going to forget about it because it's a blip in the span of years. Like I'm just dealing with a problem that's lasting hours in the span of how many hours that are in our lives. I'm not doing the math. You go do it. <laughs> but you get my point. Those are just kind of a few ways to zoom out um, and use that, that method to make your problems feel smaller. And again, like it's not this like permanent fix. You know, if you, if you zoom back in and you're, you're going in, you're like feeling good. And then all of a sudden you realize you're, you're starting to get overwhelmed. You're like you're starting to get in the problem again. Zoom out again, like zoom out again, use it as many times as you need to. Um, and if you like zoom back in and you're like, I'm ready to problem solve and you zoom in and you're like, I'm not ready. Then like zoom out and figure out a different approach for when you come back in, um, you know, experiment, explore with it honestly, be a problem solver. Um, everything, everything in life is kind of like a puzzle. You can figure out how to navigate it. You might just have to play with the pieces a bit. So the other way that I'm going to encourage you to, I'm saying encourage a lot, but I'm just here to encourage you. Okay. But the other way, um, to make your problems feel smaller is to not let it play into a bigger narrative. Okay. And I've I talked about this on the last episode. This is huge, but, um, you know, you just want to see it as, as one experience and detach it from any story. Because if you can start to put that into practice, you, you really can, it's, it's such a, it's such a big shift and, and it actually helps you be able to get into that problem solver state more easily. Um, if you're not so attached to it and it's not this story about how it defines you and blah, 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 um, you really can be like, okay, well now I can problem solve this because it's not about me. It's an experience. It's even if it's a problem that like currently involves me, I can still figure it out because it's not who I am or what my life is or blah, blah, blah. It's not forever. You can, you can detach from it and not have it play into that bigger narrative. So you know, I'm, I'm just going to use like a couple of examples here so you can kind of see this because I feel like this is something that you're going to have to play with and experiment with yourself. But like, you know, if somebody is feeling depressed, they might be playing up the narrative that I'm broken or I'll never be able to get back up or, you know, I'm not worth fighting for whatever it is. That's a narrative. That's a story you're telling yourself, you're feeding yourself. It's not true. It might feel true because maybe that's what you're believing right now, but just as easily as you created that story, you can create a different one. So you can, you can either detach from it completely, or you can create a story that feels more empowering or even just slightly more empowering. Like if you're like, let's say somebody's feeling depressed rather than saying I'm broken, just saying I can help myself. I can do something to help myself. Or 
I can be fixed. Like, if that's where you need to go, that's totally fine. You could, like, instead of saying I'm broken, you can say I can be fixed. I can be fixed. I believed I was broken for the longest time. That's why I'm going with this because I related to that so much. And and for me, it wasn't like, oh, I'm whole, I'm perfect, blah, blah, blah. I couldn't make that leap. And so for me, it was still, I still saw myself as broken. Like, that's just where I was at. But I saw myself as something that was broken that could be fixed, that could be mended, that could be put back together. And it could be, um, you know, whole again, if you will. So that's that's one way. Um, so like I said, you can either detach from the story altogether or create a more empowering one. Um, another example is literally something that happened to me last, last month. Um, if you, if you were, if you saw my promotion where I sent out one of my, I had one of my books, basically, um, 10 days to self-love. I had my book available for free. And the link got messed up and everybody's like, it's still $50. I don't know what's happening. I just kept getting all these emails. And, you know, like I, I messed up the link. It was a technical glitch and I, and I, it was, I was trying to figure it out as quickly as I possibly could. But, um, that was, I mean, that was a problem that I was working through. And when I was in it, the way that I allowed it to not feel like an ocean, the way I actually kept it small for myself, because I, I'm in that state where I can keep it small. Um, but you know, like I, I could have easily let it feed into this story of like, I'm dumb, or I suck at my job, or I'm not good with technology or blah, blah. Like I could have made it say something bigger about myself. But instead, I was like, I literally was like, this is a blip of time. <laughs> like this is I zoomed out. I was like, this is a blip of time. And I was like, this is just what happened. And I'm going to figure out how to fix it. And I'm going to do my best. And it doesn't mean that I'm not good at what I do. It doesn't mean that, um, like people aren't going to trust me now or whatever. Like it's, I was just like, I'm, I'm a, I'm a person. <laughs> that's, that's what happened. And, and I just went through it and it didn't become this overwhelming thing because I chose to not let it play into a bigger narrative. So it's kind of, if, if you can get to, if you are at that point or you can get to that point and you can be very conscious about not letting it play into the bigger narrative first and foremost, then please do that because it's so much better and you don't have to, you know, try to, try to work that backwards and be like, okay, what story do I need to break? It's just, hey, what story do I not want to feed myself? Or if you see it coming up, be like, no, nope, that's just a story, whatever. Um, and then, you know, another example is, you know, something simple, like somebody looks at you funny and you're like, oh, there's something wrong with me. They're judging me and they're judging X, Y, and Z about me. You know, those are all, again, those are all stories. And so if somebody looks at you funny, you just, you detach from it. You don't let it play into a bigger narrative. And you're like, yep, that person just looked at me funny. I don't know why. Because that's, honestly, that's the truth. I don't know why they looked at me funny. <laughs> so, it is what it is. And I'm going to go about my day. And maybe they're going to look at somebody else funny. I don't know. <coughs> Sorry. Um, but like I said, like get creative with it, have fun with it and, you know, problem solve this in itself. Um, you know, you, you turn it into a pond and then you start focusing on swimming towards the edge. That's, that's, that's really, that's really what it is. Cause taking action sounds great, but shifting your perspective is, is what makes that world of a difference. Like if you, if you're just taking action and saying, I'll just figure it out, I'll do it, whatever, whatever, you might feel like you're in that ocean fighting to keep your head above water, swimming to the land that you can't see. 
but rather if you can shift your perspective around it by using, you know, by, by zooming out or by not letting it play into a bigger narrative, then you can shrink it down to a pond, right? Then you can see it differently. And then when you take action, it becomes far more effective. And you feel a heck of a lot better because you're not so drained. You're not so worn out. You didn't have to exert yourself so much. So this is something that I teach big time in both um, module three, which is headspace and module four, which is imagination in my signature program, Beat the Bad, because I don't want my students feeling like they're swimming forever, especially when it comes to beating the bad. And that's why they see success so quickly is because they learn how to take action, but they also learn how to shift their perspective so that they're not just taking action and swimming forever in the ocean. They're turning it into a pond and swimming to the edge and getting out. So I just want to remind you again, that's beat the bad doors open. I didn't, I didn't even remind you at the beginning, did I? Did I? I don't remember. I don't remember. But beat the bad doors open March 10th. And if you want to hear more about it, just keep listening um, after the end of the episode, because I talk all about the program in there. But, you know, like, this is, I'm, it's, it's just a couple weeks away. Like, it's not that far away. So I want to remind you, like, I think that really is, there's still time to get on the wait list, but you got to get on, like, now. <laughs> um, but you can go to www.simplyally.com slash btb. Yeah. <laughs> to, to learn more. And you can, you know, learn more about the program, read about stories from, um, you know, students that have gone through it and their lives have changed. And, if, especially if you're dealing with bipolar anxiety or depression and meds, medication and therapy aren't working for you or you don't want to go that route, this is going to be the program for you. And I've had, there's actually a story you can read on there from one of my students. Um, her name's Jody. She tried everything for 15 years and nothing was working and she did this program and it changed her life. And she's like, stop looking. <laughs> this is all you need. So I want to encourage you like, there is a way to overcome this. this. There is a way to beat the bad that leaves you feeling happy. It leaves you feeling self-empowered. It leaves you feeling in control of your life um, and feeling capable of doing so much more because of the fact that you've beat the bad. So yeah, March 10th, get on the wait list, check all the things out, all the good stuff. I'm so excited for the doors to open. I'm so excited to have new students come in and to guide them through. It's just going to be it, incredible. I love watching people go through the, the program and, and even watch them in the months after and seeing how they thrive when they're on their own after they've learned all the information. It's incredible. So thank you so much for listening. I love you so much. As always, you keep staying Simply Awesome. I'll keep staying Simply Ollie and I'll chat with you on the next pod. Bye. Hey there, before we totally wrap things up, I want to check in with you, my friend. If you've been wanting to break free from struggling with bipolar, anxiety, and or depression, but the meds and therapy route just isn't feeling like your jam, you are not the only one. I felt the same way when I used to live with the bad. Meds made life foggy and therapy didn't offer me the clear steps to getting better that I so desperately craved. So I spent nearly 10 years figuring out how to break free from mental illness in a way that allowed me to feel in control, empowered, happy, and thriving. Now it's my mission in life to help more people do the same. That's exactly why I created my signature program, Beat the Bad. 
This is an eight-week program where I teach you the exact steps to conquer bipolar anxiety and depression. Look, these are tried and true practical steps that my students love because they are easy to use in everyday life. It's helped Shelby find freedom from depression through self-love. It's helped Allison build confidence and break free from years of struggling with anxiety and depression. Jessica now breezes through fear, and Ashley can make anxiety take a back seat while she pursues the things that she's always wanted to do. Jody even turned her entire life around in just eight months after dealing with the bad for 15 years and trying all of the things with no success. Seriously, this is the program I wish had existed when I was struggling so hard with bipolar anxiety and depression. So if you're determined to beat the bad, create the change you've been wanting for so long, and live a life where you're finally thriving, then I'm here to help you make it happen. Simply go to www.simplyali.com btb to learn more. You can find that link in the show notes, or you can send me a DM on Instagram, at TheRealSimplyAli, so that we can chat more about it. I can't wait to see you beat the bad.